Welcome back to another regrettable episode of the Burning Eden Podcast. I'm back, your smooth, suave, spicy Satanist. <laughs> and I'm Mel, your favorite big city heathen. So, Beth, yes. did I tell you that we got a new car that we what? traded in both of our cars and uh, for a new Tucson, you know, Hyundai? And mm. it's, it's so fucking fancy. It has heated seats. Oh, that's fucking fancy. I get yeah, now I can heat up Tony's dinner on the way home. So the man likes hot pockets, hmm? Let's get blasphemous! Let's get dangerous! You're in the bar! Get on the bus! We'll see you in One could say that those seats are foreplay. <laughs> Where's the lie? <laughs> uh, look upon my field. See that it is barren of lice. Mm, the flying spaghetti monster has indeed hashtag blessed us with well, he, heated seats. <laughs> he does provide for us. Ramen! Ramen. And if you would like to <laughs> provide for us... <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Uh, nice transition. Uh, um, if you like you to, do. if you like what we do, and you like to support us financially, that is, uh, you feel, uh, you know, become a patron, a patron of Patreon, right? Patreon. Yes. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Shut up! I can read. Burning Eden six six six. There are different tiers. You can be a sinner for three dollars a month, but the most popular one is. The heathen level for six dollars and sixty-six cents. We'll give you a shout out on every episode, and if you really, really fucking like us, you can be a blasphemer for twenty bucks a month, and you start getting all of this swag. Mm. Hell yeah! But if you Mm. like us more than we like ourselves, you can become a diabolical level patron on Patreon, and you will get all of these perks. And we'll also give you a personalized video and we'll do shady things for you. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Battle pasties and it'll be a good time. It, it'll be a good time, I promise. I'll make you that do is it. Right. It's fine. I'll do whatever you want. <laughs> Not you, the oh, patron. Damn it. Yeah, shut up. Okay, on today's episode, we have the absolute pleasure of speaking with our new friend, Gabrielle Lee. Hello. She's a queer Latina artist from Eastern Washington State. She's also independent journalist and ex-evangelical Christian. I am so sorry, Gabrielle. What the Me fuck? Too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the shit show dumpster fire. Yes, it is. A you know, I survived. Fire. So I I live to tell the story. <laughs> She's so oh, you survived. actually have. Yes. We're very proud of our shit show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like I'm in good company then. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, you don't have to lower your standards and self-esteem like that, but we still love you. Yes. Yes, the bar is very low, but that's okay. It's okay. You might also regret being on this episode, but that is something that you decided. Those are your choices as an adult. You consented to this. So. <laughs> I know. I'm starting to regret it. Consensual self-regret. Self-regret. <laughs> Too much. Terrible. <laughs> well, welcome to the episode. And before yes. we get to know you a little bit better, do you know what time it is, Mel? What time is it, Beth? 
Oh, it's time for the Bible verse of the day. <laughs> per that. tradition, <laughs> I fucking love that. I hear that in like my sleep, like a fucking nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> per tradition, we would love the guests to read the Bible verse of the day. What do you have for us? Ooh. So, so I have Deuteronomy twenty-two mm. verses twenty through twenty-one. Okay. Uh, do you guys have it, or do I need to pull it up? Oh, we don't have okay. it. We don't have it. Oh, okay. You want me to summarize it? Let me let me Google it for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So stand I mean, I by, listeners. Cliff Notes version. Non-virgins getting stoned. Oh, I mean, wow. not with marijuana getting stoned, like like actually, like, like the non-fun like kind. Oh, like with stones. With stones. Not with, with weed. Stones. Yeah, yeah. Not, not All right, thing. yeah, it's here in the chat. So there you go. Okay, all right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, a, I'm a bad guest already. Okay, uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's a shit bye. show. Oh no, it went away. Where did it go? Go to the private chat, and it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. See. Uh, all right. So if if, however, the charge is true and no proof of the young woman's virginity can be found. She shall be brought to the door of her father's house, and there the men oh. of her town shall stone her to death. Oh. She has done an outrageous thing in Israel by being promiscuous while still in her father's house. You must purge the evil from among you. Ooh. Mm. Mm. So I'm what sure Mel deserved to be stoned oh, many well, times. Listen, so what I'm hearing is you can be a whore as long as it's not inside your father's house. Is, is <laughs> yeah, that what like, I'm hearing? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> groceries less, fam. Okay. <laughs> I, to death. I know all about that. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's funny when you read it, but it's actually violent as fuck. It's yes. just fucked yes. up. Violence I against mean, women in the Bible? What? No, couldn't. No, be. no way. I don't yeah. believe it. So I much, cannot believe it. <laughs> So much. I, I grew up in a like super, super conservative religious mm. household. And like my my mother's side of the family is actually like kind of royalty in the evangelical Pentecostal world. Um, my grandfather uh, and grandmother planted churches from Mexico all the way up the West Coast to Washington. Um oh. They were the, they were the, yeah, <laughs> they were the superintendents of the West Coast Holiness Pentecostal Conference, which I couldn't really tell you what that is, but I could guess. <laughs> um, but the guess Spanish mind because they're, oh. you know, uh, mm. Latino. So, yeah. yeah. So in a wow. way, I mean, the, while they weren't doing like mega churches, you know, like a lot of white evangelical mm -hmm men are doing now and have done uh it it still was very much so the like planting churches and winning souls for christ thing you know mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. so religious trauma is basically my middle name <laughs> well we will have to like we'll ask you questions soon yeah but that was the bible verse of the day yes oh, please please go on no 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 no. please go on like keep continuing because like i i need to know more please <laughs> so you were raised in this religion from as a child right you're saying mm -hmm. okay. yep 
Yep. I, I mean, Pentecostal. Pentecostal. Okay. Yeah. We went to a word of faith church. I mean, te- I think technically they'd all be like categorized as non-denominational. Okay. Um, yeah. Went to a couple different churches growing up. I went to a private Presbyterian university, liberal mm-hmm. arts school. Wow. Uh, and then I did a gap year at uh, this place called the Dream Center in Los Angeles. Okay. Which was, it ended up kind of just being a cult. Ooh. What? Yeah. I hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't you hate? <laughs> I came here for the sandwiches and then it turned out to be a cult. God <laughs> damn it. That Not again. That would to me. I like yeah. food. I like to. You know what happens to the best of us. It does. It does. Like, you offer him tacos and he's in a cult. The next thing you know, he's in a cult. Like, you know, unless it's the cult of tacos and that's a totally different thing. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm a lesbian, so technically. I mean, <laughs> pink tacos? <laughs> oh, my God. Our lady of the pink taco. <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm sure. I'm sure. That's hilarious. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> anyway. But 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 please go on. <laughs> Way to make fun of her trauma. <laughs> what? <laughs> Humor yeah. is the coping mechanism. If I don't laugh, I cry. Okay. I so <laughs> yes. uh, what was this cult about? Well, so it's a nonprofit, technically. Uh-huh. Um and it's associated with a church uh, called Angelus Temple. That does and sound like a cult. I know. Mm. Um, it has some crazy history um, that I can't get into really right now. But mm-hmm. the main thing you need to know is that this guy named Matthew Barnett, his father, Tommy Barnett, had sort of a mega church type thing going on in mm-hmm. Arizona. And then like many pastors do, like their sons kind of take after them and following their footsteps so he had this dream of like planting a church in los angeles mm-hmm. uh the dream center being like the nonprofit associated with it mm-hmm. so i had been to the dream center twice i'd been once as a high schooler and then again on a short-term mission trip mm-hmm. so they would take us teens on like a week-long trip to la <laughs> to serve people on skid row to, we'd go to like the housing projects and do mm-hmm. Uh, various things but I really loved it I love people I love uh, you know feeling like I'm contributing to the world I guess Uh, that sort of like uh, servant leadership or um, I don't know missionary work it Mm. it really did feel like it was in my blood like that was Mm. it's part of my history my Mm -hmm. my family's history um so I went again as a college student and this time I was like a chaperone. Mm. So I was the leader taking high schoolers. So when I graduated from college, I thought I wanted to take a gap year and spend a full year there. And they have a leadership school, at least that's what they call it. Um, And you get to spend a school year there kind of like working more in the, the inner, I don't know, inner circle, the background work, Mm -hmm. uh, organizing, facilitating all these different outreach programs that they have. Gotcha. And 
and it was fucked up. Um, it was mm. wild. I, they had us living in these dorms that were, they probably could have gotten shut down for like health code violations. No. Holy shit. Um, I lived in a tiny room with three other women, bunk beds, mm. and there was bed bugs. Mm. I mean, there was mice. We didn't have AC and things like lice and just any kind of illness, like we're like rampant, like always right. going through, uh, you know, the dorms. Mm-hmm. Cause we, we worked in some dirty places, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we saw a lot of people all, all the time, every day. Um, and what was basically, basically happening was like, they used all of us as free labor. Mm, yep. You know, like we ran the organization. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and we paid, uh, I got a scholarship, but we paid like $6,000 to be there, each one of us. And Shut the fuck up. Uh, oh we were God. not, yeah, we weren't allowed to have jobs uh, while we were there. A lot of us were on food stamps. Um, <sighs> we weren't allowed to date, which like wasn't a problem for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it was so extreme like their control over us. Like mm. we were not allowed to talk to members of the opposite sex at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to be in a group of like at minimum five people. Wow. Uh, because it was like, well, if there's three people, there could just be like a wing woman and you're all on a date. <sighs> and if there's four, you could be on a double date. So five was literally the minimum. If you oh, wanted God. to hang out with someone of the opposite sex. What the fuck? Wow. And they would call you out, you know, like if you were just chatting with someone out in a mm-hmm. public space, even like leaders would come over and break you up or, you know, That's creepy. Jeez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like mm-hmm. I said, for me, I'm gay. I've, I've known this since I was like six, but, mm-hmm. uh, and I felt like that I had to disclose that too. So mm-hmm. when I first got there, when all of us got there, they had us, uh, meet with, some of the leaders and we had to kind of disclose our relationship status. And I, I was like, I'm single, but I do struggle with same sex attraction. You know, I was like telling on myself. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And then it was like, kind of from that moment on, I felt like I just had a target on my back and yeah, of course. Yeah. We were all being watched, but I was like, you know, Mm. Yeah. So you were there for a whole year? It was like nine months. I think it was a okay. technically like a school year. Okay. Mm, okay. Um, Did you learn valuable things? <laughs> <laughs> and why do they charge people if they're going to use them for free labor? I don't get it. Like, what yeah. the fuck? I mean, my skills at avoiding men got even better. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that I have to say thank you so much to the babysitter. <laughs> Worth every, <laughs> worth every penny worth every penny no you know honestly <laughs> it wasn't all bad mm-hmm. the the greatest part of the place was not really any one of the leaders or the people involved with the church it was all the people that we got to really got to know mm-hmm. um i saw some things that were pretty pretty tragic mm-hmm. um i i went to skid row a couple times a week and mm-hmm. we would serve food, but we would also just walk the streets, which was also very 
unsafe for young adults. I mean, for anyone really, but like mm -hmm. they really yeah. would just send us out there and I would be talking to someone and they're shooting up heroin while they're talking to me, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, someone from my church, actually a different year, she got like socked in the face by someone who lived there. And it, you know, it's just so many um, organizational, like structural problems there. Mm -hmm. And they really put people at risk and it's, it wasn't just us. It wasn't just the volunteers. It was mm -hmm. the kids too, you know? Mm -hmm. um, Cause we would like, we would just go pick up the kids from, from the housing projects and just take them to hang out, mm. you know? And luckily it's like, I I'm just with a bunch of girls and like, we're not going to do anything, but like, there's no guarantee that someone isn't going to go pick up a kid and right. take advantage of them, you know? Right. Jeez. There, are, there aren't safety parameters in place to gotcha. to protect these kids. Like, I don't even think that we had background checks or anything. Mm. Wow. So the yeah. whole thing was like, there was a mission of like outreach to the community and, mm -hmm. and do work with homeless and people with substance use, that kind of stuff. Yeah. At the time, and I'm not sure what it is now, but it was uh, the largest food bank in L.A., Oh. So, you know, there definitely was good that happened. And I saw and was a part of a lot of good that happened. Mm -hmm. uh, it just was very problematic. Um, like, of course, the things that I shared with you. But mm -hmm. yeah. it, this is a very common, very common thing. A lot of the churches that, you know, I've been researching and interviewing people from uh, Judah Smith's church in the Seattle area. Uh, Justin Bieber goes there. I don't know if you've heard of that. Nope. No, no, no. It's one of he's one of the main guys I'm like putting on blast. <laughs> um, <laughs> wild, wild stuff from that. But he's Ooh. and he's connected to Hillsong. Do you know what? Oh, Hillsong. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So I'm also talking to a lot of former Hillsong uh, congregants. But there's just this common theme in the evangelical church of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the money thing, prosperity gospel. Right. Everything is about money and capitalism. Mm -hmm. right and with that comes like exploiting a shit ton of people yeah you know and i know i was one of them mm -hmm. uh and a lot of people in my family have have been victim to that too mm -hmm. so God for me it's it. i mean it's personal right and uh i think like these people are the bad guys too you know they they say that they're doing it in the name of god but mm -hmm. so much abuse and so much exploitation is happening um, that, that is yeah. why I'm doing what I'm doing. And yeah. And we've met, we've met several people. We had guests who have told us similar stories where it starts with, Oh, you can lead the, the kids. And then all of a sudden they're running the whole fucking worship thing. And then the next thing yeah. they're coming on, on, on their days off. Right. And now they're running the lights and now they're doing all of this. And before you know it, they suck you in for the free labor. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they're pulling in, I've heard reports like, and this was 10 years ago. And tax-free money. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Judah yep. Smith's church, the, the Justin Bieber church, uh, over $100,000 a month. Mm. You know, and those students, so people doing work, not similar to what I was doing, but they're technically interns. Mm -hmm. They paid $8,000, and that was in 2015. $8,000 a year to provide 
again, pre, you know, free labor. Free. Yeah. Um, and this is a guy who wears, you know, $4,000 mm. suits. Yep. So, I mean, it's just a slap in the face to everyone. God though. damn it. But it's for the Lord. So obviously. But it's for Jesus. So. Yeah. He is the poorest, apparently the poorest motherfucking deity out there. If he needs all this money, you know, like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I can relate to Jesus, you know, poor, poor man. <laughs> Uh, I get it. Get it. You know, he's out with strippers. I get yeah. it. I, I flip tables every now and then. You know, yeah. uh, just to feel something. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I have a question uh, in regards to the actual work, charity work. You know, working with homeless populations, vulnerable people. Was there that kind of quid pro quo where, like, if you don't pray with me, I don't give you food kind of situation? Because I've seen that. I've seen mm. that shit. Uh, was there an expectation for them to convert or join the group, the church, or anything like that? Not that Not I saw. Okay. Um, and I've been, I, I guess now I look back and like, I would consider myself, I was a missionary for, for a long time. Okay. I started in, I don't know, my sophomore year of high school been to a couple different places in Mexico, Jamaica, Scotland. Actually. Nice. Um, wow. And part of it, of course, was like, I just wanted to travel and get the yeah. fuck out of my hometown. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I genuinely, and I, I still do, like, my heart is for people, mm-hmm. for hurting people. And it, it it's not for Jesus. Right. It's just for humanity. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um. Because I think, like, Earth is, like, a crazy, complicated, shitty thing. And if we can be nice to each other and, you know, try to, I don't know, make someone's day a little better. Like, that genuinely, to me, that's my reason for being around. So, (laughs) it's hard to separate, though, I will say. And to kind of let go of um, the missionary mindset. Mm -hmm. Because it was so embedded in me, right? And Mm -hmm. sometimes I have to remind myself, like, oh, I that's not where I find my value. Like, I don't have to do good things to be good. Mm. Right. What was your biggest struggle, like, your deconstruction? Like, what was your biggest struggle not uh, unlearning things? Like, what, 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 yeah, yeah. For me the biggest thing I had to unlearn was that I wasn't bad for being gay. Mm. That was instilled in me and by like a very early age. Um, And I, I thought for sure that that would send me to hell. Mm. And it's the source of like so much of my trauma Mm -hmm. because especially as a kid, um, you know, you take things literally Right. Mm-hmm. And the types of churches, at least the church that I grew up in, like in those formative years, it was a very like kind of fire and brimstone type of church. Okay. Um, uh, you know, the speaking in tongues and mm. the yes. spirit filled sort of like explaining the spirit. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Drunk, drunk on the spirit. Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Yes charismatic um, mm, yes 
that is the culture that I come from and that I was raised in. Wow. I, I struggled up until a couple years ago with nightmares about like the rapture. Oof. Um, I'm like really thankful to not have those anymore, but I truly believe for most of my life that that being gay was wrong. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, after I decided to live my life authentically and I, you know, I got with a partner at the time, like I still had to sort of convince myself that it wasn't bad. Reprogram yourself, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm the only one in my family, like my immediate family, that is not a Christian. Mm, That's okay. difficult. Right. So it's, so uh, what, what do your parents think of your unchristian like <laughs> your heathen uh, your heathen ways, ways. Heathen heathen ways. ways. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that it makes them sad mm-hmm. you know it's difficult because we don't talk a lot about it okay um i've you know we're in a difficult space and r- right now especially mm-hmm. with me going public with a oh. lot of this mm-hmm. uh and choosing to take such a vocal stance yeah you know right now it's like I'm calling out a church in my hometown, one in a major city in Washington, um, New York, uh, you know, Australia. It's like on every, all all these different, my, my former university even. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you you know, and I'm talking about growing up in a a non-supportive environment. And a lot of people are thinking like, oh, did your parents abuse you? You know, whatever. Like, right? are they terrible? And and they're not. I mean, mm-hmm. I love my parents. I know that they did the best that they could. And I don't, I don't blame them. They were also victims of, of the... Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And I think, like, so many people thought they were doing the right thing. And I can't blame anyone for how they grew up or the indoctrination that they... received you know um i think that they're doing work on their own right now to figure out Mm. why this is happening Mm -hmm. you know why i have the hurt and the trauma that i do right because they're they're still still in the faith yeah okay okay yeah and it's definitely not as extreme as like how we grew up the the church that they're in right now Mm. um and and I love the pastors and I know them, you know, mm-hmm. it's they're friends of mine. Okay. Um, but it is it is difficult and it's complicated. Still things, you know, we're working through. I I also am dealing with this realization that okay, I've had undiagnosed ADHD my whole mm-hmm. life. And uh I, I've scored pretty high on the, you know, autism spectrum as well. Mm-hmm. Those things, you know, paired with being gay in a super conservative environment, like it, I, I, I'm able to look back and be like, oh, well, shit, of course I felt like a freak, you know? <laughs> right. right. It makes sense I, now. Those like... spaces were not created for people like me. They were not safe. It, right. it wasn't a safe environment for me. Right. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. So what was your deconstruction journey or process like uh what when did you start doubting what was the one of the red flags that you saw that 
you know, you started questioning or was it something that occurred quickly? Was it slow? Deconstructing for me happened pretty rapidly, like my senior year of college and then my okay. time at the Dream Center. Uh-huh. I think that I saw so much, so much. I Corruption might be a strong word, but just. Mm-hmm. Um, Dishonesty. God, yeah, and judgment and mm. things like the things I saw really at the Dream Center um, and how they treated us, like how the leaders treated the students, almost like little projects. Mm. Like oh. they were playing God and like, Ugh. like little puppets, you know? Right. Um, you know, on one hand, claiming to love Jesus and to, you know, to love everyone, to serve everyone. Mm-hmm. We were, we were serving the so-called like lowest of the low, you know, people would use that, that type of. Oh, I don't like that. Terrible, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was like, this shit is, man, well, you see it in a different light, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the glorification of money and people with money you know celebrities uh that for me was was not it um i also met a girl um (laughs) toward the end of my my college uh you know my time in college and Mm -hmm. that for me was like was a wake-up call you know i was like oh my gosh if if this like love that I can feel for another woman like is wrong, then I don't ever want to be right. You yeah. know, like okay. there's no way I would want to be a part of a religion that says that this is bad Yeah, when it's like one of the best things I've experienced. Mm. Mm. Oh, I yeah. That. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and then what happened? You started. Well, I went back in the closet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, surprise. I did. I I mean, I I still had to finish out. I got super, super depressed um, Mm. my sophomore year of college. And as I was coming out of that depression, is like when I met that woman Mm -hmm. um, who actually I already knew. She was a friend from my hometown and the first girl I ever had a crush on as a child. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay crazy but um but no i i kind of slowly went back into the closet that that is when i went to the dream center you know oh, like i knew okay. gotcha. I did, like couldn't be gay there you had to suppress your identity and your feelings mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and but but my experience at the dream center felt a little bit like the nail in the coffin for my mm-hmm. any last like effort to hold on to christianity um, and then a couple years later, uh, I moved, I, I moved again, like out of my hometown. Cause you know, I was broke as shit after the dream center, you know, we couldn't have jobs. Right. I had all this debt from college, but, um, yeah, I went to, I moved to a new city and I'm like, I'm going to have a hot girl summer. Um, I didn't cause I you met my partner did. like oh, two weeks I later <laughs> and we oh, were together for the God. next four years. Cause you know. Oh. Lesbians, you know what lesbians bring to a first date? A U-Haul? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yes. god. <laughs> We're like incapable it. of. <laughs> yeah. So, and I just didn't look back. You know, I, 
that was it for me. We spent, I spent the next, I think like four years with her Mm -hmm. and we moved to the bigger city, we moved to Seattle Mm -hmm. and um, just really like had a beautiful life together and, you know, still difficult with my family. Mm -hmm. Um, Really always feeling like I was just a disappointment, but, but the joy that I found, the community that I found, um, Again, it was sort of like, if this is wrong, if this, the healthiest form of community I've seen here, like, then I, I never want to be right again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But what if you're wrong? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the time. And, And I have a lot of people, I'm sure, that are saying like, God, it's really sad to see how far she's gone. <laughs> like, yeah. and even this, like, you can't believe she's on right. an atheist podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gosh, like, talk about falling far from the. Well, I mean, we're, we're, lo- we're at the bottom of the barrel, so you can only move yeah. up from now, from here. So, you know. But I'm like, man, what a way to make my debut. I've never been a guest on a podcast before. Oh, so. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, we're gonna do it big. (laughs) We're like a game of limbo, but the stick is on the floor. Yeah, yeah, I'm very flexible, so (laughs) not really. really. (laughs) Oh my god, regret and self deprecation. This is Stacy's fault, so. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Stacy. Shout out to Stacy. <laughs> we love Stacy. <laughs> um, no, I, I never thought I would like ever be find myself on like a podcast like this mm-hmm. one because really like there is just so much, um, so much fear mongering yeah. and mm-hmm. like yeah. exclusion sure. of other groups and and hate. Um, mm you know, in, in circles that, that I've existed in and, and ones that I, I continue to see like, and just like fear of everything secular. Like I, I didn't have my first secular or non-Christian music until I was like, I don't know, 13, maybe a little bit younger. Ooh, it was Britney wow. Spears. And I, I got it from one of my little neighbor girls and she like snuck it to me like it was weed. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yep. I love it. Yeah, I I remember bringing Harry Potter home from school. Oh, and it was like such a big deal because everyone was talking about it, and I didn't really know what it was, but everyone else wanted it, so I wanted it. And I brought it home. I was so excited to show my mom. Oh no! And I will just never forget. She was like, "You are not reading that." That is witchcraft. You. And I just cried and I went into my room and like this, ha- this is how much of a like good girl I was. I didn't even mm. open the book. Like oh. <laughs> I, it was my type of thing where I would just read it under the covers. You know, I, that, that's the sort of kind of mindset I had for really most of my life. Like yeah. if it was bad, I just wouldn't even look in that direction. Right. Wow. Indoctrination. That's the indoctrination. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. 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 It is something that I, you know, I think probably unconsciously, I I struggle with every day. Okay. In some way. Is like uh the the sort of internal battle of like I do something and I'm like, oh, but this is bad. And then I mm. no, it's not. 
it's uh, I'm not you know right. like <laughs> yeah my like friend took me to a strip club <laughs> programming almost right mm. yeah I'm sorry go ahead pardon me <laughs> my friend took me to a strip club the other night uh-huh and like that might be one of the like the worst places that you know a Christian could <laughs> right. or whatever and that that felt like a big milestone for me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, Jesus was naked on a pole too. Like oh. I'm just saying and he was getting nailed. Like, what do you like, what's spot the difference? You know? You know what? I I could tell you, I don't know what the specific guy's name is, but Okay, Carl Lentz is a Hillsong. He's the Hillsong New York pastor. Mm-hmm. He just joined this church, and I'm not sure what city it's in, but one of the preachers legit compared Jesus. And he, he said something like, I saw it. My, did you see that? My favorite stripper is Jesus. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think you said that to me on TikTok. He's, he oh shook my his God. booty on a pole <laughs> or something on a cross. Yeah. Oh, my. Talk about he was butt naked. I like, <laughs> we got butt naked on the cross. <laughs> So again, like he really thought he did something there. It's like, hello, fellow kids, like trying to be hip. Like, what the fuck? No, that's terrible. That is so weird. I just saw it on TikTok. Secondhand embarrassment and like cheering him on. I'm like, wow, this. (laughs) That's yeah. Talk about the bar being on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, it's in hell at this point. Yes. I found the video. Did you find it? <laughs> Let's watch. Can we hold watch on, it? Hold on. Let's... <laughs> it's so bad. It's so good. I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so weird. It's so bizarre. <laughs> Jesus was a stripper. <laughs> really... Can this be a Literally, He's not the first one to make your rank. I could take you to Genesis. Can you hear to it? Prove to you who the first person was yeah. that made it rain. <laughs> but scripture said that manna came from heaven, <laughs> and it was spread to them. Oh. We don't make it rain on booty cheeks. <laughs> what? We don't make it rain on strippers. We only reverence one stripper, and that's the one that took off glory. <laughs> what? To put on humanity, <laughs> and then get butt naked on a cross. <laughs> you and me. The only stripper I'm in love with is Jesus. I'm in no. love with the The only stripper I'm in love with is Jesus. <laughs> They're better. Like they, they can't complain now that they're that we have blasphemy with Jesus on a stripper pole because it's right? now it's canon. Now it's right? canon. So you can't get canceled for that. You can't. No. no. God. Like. Yeah. Just. <laughs> it's free entertainment at this point. Like you can't make this shit up. I mean, it's because they, yeah. they fucking do. <laughs> Yeah, so weird. Okay, no, but, but wait, 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 wait. What is Jesus' stripper name? Oh. Like, because you know they have, you know, they're not real names, but you know, I wonder. Gosh. Hmm. <laughs> is it Mary? I... Oh my God! Can you admit? <laughs> Fucking Mary. No. No. God damn it. No. no. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> my imagination runs with me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh no. 
I want to see that around their neck one like tomorrow. I want to see that at Transformation Church. (laughs) (laughs) I want that on a gold necklace. God damn it. The Mm -hmm. the fact that the cross is like the universal sign, this like literal torture device. Yes. Dude. I saw this this tweet that was like, I don't know why you guys think like Jesus would be cool with that. Like, (laughs) like PTSD. Trigger everywhere. He hasn't come back yet because y'all motherfuckers are really a fan of the cross. (laughs) (laughs) I literally posted today on, on my personal Facebook. If Chris, I'm sorry. If if Jesus would have been killed uh, with uh, lethal injection, Christians would be wearing a little fucking <laughs> syringe around their necks. Syringe, it yeah. is the weirdest fucking death cult shit. It's just so bizarre, man. I can't. <laughs> I don't understand it. Yep. There's there's just so much that does not make sense. I mean, I, I'm like, of course it didn't make sense as a kid. It doesn't make sense as an adult. Like, <laughs> you know, God, because you God are programmed like, to follow it. Uh, yeah. There's, it, it's like in the same fucking sentence, it'll be like, mm-hmm. God is an, uh, an unconditional or God loves unconditionally, mm-hmm. but then also you should fear God and God has wrath and God this. And it's like, what the fuck? What, what am I supposed to think? It's like right. whiplash, you know? Yeah. I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about my abusive father, <laughs> like God. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Very loving, but then murders everybody. You know, like, come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> come yeah. on. Love, a conditional love with conditions. With conditions. Yes. That should be an, another medication. Some, like, <laughs> it's a whole other commercial. Whole other commercial. <laughs> So tell us about the work that you do currently. Uh, you said that I know you're working on a film. Uh, and what else are you doing? Um, so right, right now, <laughs> yeah, I do um, the the journal the independent journalism stuff. I do. Okay. Uh, it's not just about like religious topics, although mm-hmm. I do cover um, stuff like that's happening at my uh, my alma mater. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I also have a, and this is kind of more fun to talk about, this national uh, lesbian networking community. Okay. No shit. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I started it in it 2019. Called? It's called Lesbian Drive-In. Oh. Lesbian and Drive-In. I also have, uh, yeah, it's another blog about like mm-hmm. queer events and queer artists. But um, it's something I started in 2019 when mm-hmm. I was living in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And it started out as just like, hey, maybe we can uh, figure out a way to get queer women together in Seattle mm-hmm. uh, for like hangouts, dinners, whatever, because uh, it's notoriously like difficult to get uh, women like queer women out mm-hmm. it, like nightlife wise. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is. Oh, I love that part of it it's so much fun but anyway Mm. it turned it really quickly turned into you know once the pandemic hit Mm -hmm. um, Uh, yeah there was this initiative to start saving the remaining um queer bars in the u.s or like specifically lesbian bars Mm -hmm. um there used to be like something like over 200 back in the 80s and in 2019 there were around 80 (sighs) So we're like, okay, with COVID happening, the only thing that will happen is probably more being shut down. So I was inspired by that. 
and then um, I kind of turned it into a national thing. Okay. So now that I'm in LA, it's it's so much fun. Like there are there's gay shit happening everywhere. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like going on a lot of dates. Oh. <laughs> um, That's cool. This feels like the promised land to me. The, <laughs> you know, you will thrive. I can't wait. Yes. <laughs> it uh it it is good to be here. Um, and not just as a queer person, but like mm-hmm. as a person of color. Mm-hmm. You know, the the community I come from is very white and it has a very problematic, yeah. like racist past. Mm-hmm. So uh it just feels good to exist. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, like wh- yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go, go. I was gonna say, like, what was your experience like coming from those intersectionalities, mm-hmm. right? Uh queer, Latino. Yeah. So you know, what's interesting is that I would say my family was pretty privileged in that, like, my mom is white passing. Okay. And I kind of was, um, but we we grew up in schools that were predominantly white just because of the city mm. we lived in. Um, I come from a place that's, like, called the Tri-Cities, and each one of them is so different, mm. like there's such a different vibe. The demographic is different. Mm -hmm. The politics are different, but they all are very close to each other. And, and now they're considered like basically one big metro area, but I grew up in like the one that was pretty white and conservative. I was often like the only person of color in in my class classes, that was through college for me. But Mm -hmm. um, I also was a, a people pleaser and an overachiever. So, you know, I was like involved in student leadership. I was ASB president. I was homecoming queen, like all the things. (laughs) We got royalty. (laughs) Just like, but but all of this overachieving, like Mm -hmm. was an attempt to make up for the fact that I was gay. You know, I thought that like the more good things I did, the more popular or whatever liked I was, you know, then maybe that would make up for mm-hmm. my life of sin, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. Kind of like overcompensate. I mean, compensating oh, yeah. for the other things, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. Shit. Absolutely. So what, what is the film you were making? If, if you're okay with like talk about it, I don't know if it was like secret or no. Yeah. I've, I've been very vocal about it. Okay. Uh, it's called, it's called girl V church. And okay. Um, it started because of an article that came out about, um, Judah Smith that the pastor I told you about in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically he had a, he had hired on a known rapist Mm. as a Mm. pastor. And Mm. I heard about this, like, I already knew who he was. I've actually visited his church before. And, um, and I shared the article cause I, I, I just do that, you know, mm-hmm. and it was important for people to know, I thought, and a friend had sent it to me and was like, Hey, feel free to put this on blast. And I was thinking like, Oh, okay. Well, I already have. And, you know, I looked it in, into it a little bit more. And a couple days later, I found out that, uh, 
you know, because it was a Jane Doe who had come forward mm. with this story. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Jane Doe was my friend. Oh, shit. And I, like, had no clue. Oh, So no. it really, you know, me starting this documentary, moving to L.A., like, mm-hmm. really up, changing my whole life was really spurred from that. Okay. Um, finding out about it. You know, he still has not publicly acknowledged or apologized, you know, for any of this. Mm -hmm. Another article came out shortly after about um, how he forces or the church forces their employees to tithe 10% of their income back, you know, back to the church. So, right. I mean, and the (laughs) scandals just keep on (laughs) coming out. Right, 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 right. But oh, but it really was just seeing that article, seeing someone else say it, that mm-hmm. fe- that ge- it, it felt like it gave me permission to start telling my own story. Totally, right? yeah. And and it, her name is Julie Royce. She's actually a Christian um, journalist. She's kind of like okay. a watchdog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just made me realize you know if if this is how i was affected by seeing someone else doing this imagine like other people see me mm-hmm. doing it so um it really just kind of snowballed from there and like people started reaching out to me from all over from like millions of different kinds of not millions but you know tons of different churches mm-hmm. people right. who have like connections to the white house and like the people who went to meet with donald trump oh um yeah, oh. wild, wild shit, you know. <laughs> Can I so, play the trailer? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I have it right here. Uh, is it already out or is it still? No, no, I'm, or... I'm very much still in the like crowdfunding and mm-hmm. I'm still doing interviews and stuff. So, okay, gotcha. But there is an Indiegogo. So if anybody wants to support your production. dialogue or anything so for those listening on the audio only platform you gotta come to the youtube yeah (laughs) yeah sorry i know it's it's definitely a rough cut i so much of the stuff has been like just like get it out get it out get it out right out um so i you know it's been wild moving here and trying to get settled in and also like trying to promote the hell out of this and talk to as many people as possible but um, making making um, documentaries, making a film has been like my dream since mm-hmm. I also, I mean, since I was a kid, since I was like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. So cool. I never thought that it would be about, you know, my own story. Mm-hmm. Definitely not this one. Right. <laughs> but yeah. it is um, 
the most meaningful work that like I've been a part of and getting to share also just like my friends' stories. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that this has been like a healing process for me too. There you go. So, it's very therapeutic. therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so if people want to share their story with you, mm-hmm. you, you're still open to that, right? Absolutely. And yeah. What, how, what, how do they contact you to, um, the best way is email. You can find me on Instagram and just send me a DM there too. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you'll have like info in the. Yeah, we'll have it on the. Um... We'll put your link tree in the that, description. Yes, okay. that, that, yeah. <laughs> Does that yeah. work? Yes. Yeah, that's perfect. And I'll add something that just uh, has like a direct email. I don't something. see the Instagram on the link tree though. I have it. Okay. I will send it to you. And we'll put it in. I'll, I'll add that on there too. Okay. But, yeah, totally. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, fuck yeah. Here. Oh, and stop thank it. You thank thing. you. <laughs> thank you for the work you're doing. You know, I, it's, it, I just think like there can never be enough shows like this and programming like this. <sighs> totally. Like you're doing the Lord's work. The fine spaghetti monsters. Yeah. Lord, you know. Oh, just, I, I really think so many people need freedom from these like mindsets and these yes. communities that have oppressed them for so long and yeah um i think that you know yeah i just i i hope you know that your work is appreciated and and well, same with yours like yeah that we, we need lot. more voices out there because a lot of people are afraid i i feel that to leave the church because of the community and mm-hmm. once they see that there's a shit ton of us out here. Like that is our community. Like I've met so many amazing people, minus Beth, um, that <laughs> I absolutely love and adore. Um, so and doing the show as well. Um, but yeah, no, I keep keep doing what you're doing. Please, like share, keep having the stories being told toward the world. But yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what? One more question for you before we go. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you? Uh, what would advice would you give for newly deconstructing people who are leaving the faith or about to leave or thinking about leaving the faith? What would you tell them? You know, I heard this, uh, this, this quote recently, I think it's bell hooks. Um, and just about how healing happens in community. Mm. And so my, my recommendation, my words of advice would be like, find, find people Mm. who have been through it, who are going through it. Um, this sort of work cannot be done alone. You know, Mm -hmm. healing happens best in communities and with, with people who can understand and love you through it. So if it's not where you are, go somewhere else. That's excellent advice. And that's a good segue for what I was about to promote. Uh, We have the recovering from religion organization fantastic resource yes nonprofit organization big shout out to dr daryl ray and gail jordan they have a hotline 24 hours with volunteers well-trained volunteers and the hotline is 184 i doubt it that is the actual phone number and they have volunteers in all of the time zones all over the world it's amazing it's freaking awesome so if you ever need to talk to somebody about your doubts your faith you know start to deconstruct but you don't have anyone to talk to call that phone number someone friendly will talk to you and also they can 
hook you up with uh, joining some of the support groups, which are all online, kind of like a Discord situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they have ex-Muslims, ex-Mormons, ex-Jehovah's, ex-Christian, ex-everything. There's like a bunch of different groups. So, you know, you can find people who've gone through similar experiences. That's freaking awesome. And yes. there's also the Secular Therapy Project, which is also part of this organization. And that is a registry of secular therapists that are not affiliated with any sort of, you know, religious organization or faith. So, yeah, recoveryfromreligion.org. Yes, we love them. We love them. We do, we do. They're so amazing. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So where where can we find you? I know you you have that link tree, but is there... I have a link tree, yes. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that will also be in the description uh, in the video. But uh, but yeah, thank you for being on. Thank you for having well, hopefully me. Hopefully, it wasn't too terrible, and hopefully, you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's you can only like I said, you can only go up from here. So <laughs> hopefully, you can keep no. sharing your story and on other shows and keep spreading the good word. Yeah, you guys are great. I appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> And we wanted to remind our listeners or viewers that we have a merch store. If you know, you know. The link is in the description of this episode right below. (laughs) Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Smash that like button and hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of our new episodes. (laughs) Episodes come out on Mondays. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you would. I can't not dab when I see the dab. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> episodes come out on mondays as always and they are still yeah. available as an audio only format on any of the streaming platforms as you already know but the fun is here in the youtubes Tubes you know if you. we play a video we show something funny you can see it here and this yes. is of course if you're still listening right now uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how, how far they go into the yeah. They're it's both hot. really hot, guys. You have to get on YouTube. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, you. Uh. <laughs> uh, don't get to follow us on the tweets, the Twitters, the tweets. Uh, at Baff and Mel 666 is the joint. Mine is at Maltreefitty, and his is uh, at Baff and Metal 666. And, of course, we want to be – I'm sorry. We want to say a big thank you to our supporters on Patreon and Anchor. So thank you, Ron, our friend Chico, Chico. Lynn D, Evelyn B, Will H, and Lisette, Lisette. who I'm going to see in a few months. Woo-woo. And we can't forget our OGs on Anchor. Big thank you to William N and Robin M. M M M. Big shout yeah. out to Will. He's on the other side of the world right Literally. now. Literally. Yeah, what the fuck? It's crazy. <laughs> Thank you for your service, I guess. I guess. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's been a, a fucking pleasure. Yes. And all, all, all the best of luck to you and your future endeavors and your film and everything. Thank you. Any yes. final words? Hopefully, hopefully you'll get to see it on Hulu or Netflix. <gasps> Ooh, fuck <laughs> yeah. That'd be amazing. Please send me the link. Yeah. And Yes, absolutely. I will. I will. Any final words before you realize that you made bad choices? <laughs> oh, gosh. We I know. Oh, I'm choice. like, who's going to kill me about the Jesus being uh, spread evil on the... <laughs> on the- <laughs>
<laughs> you should see what's in our merch store. It is ten times worse. Yeah. So oh, yeah, it's... that's where I'm going right after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the link in the chat. Yeah, uh, and you can check it out in a minute. But other than that, thank yeah. you again. We love you. Hopefully, we stay in touch. Yes. And till next time, that is what the Lord wants. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you.